Hello, folks, and welcome to e-commerce QA. This is the podcast where store owners, directors of e-com, and e-commerce managers can stay up to date on the latest tools and tech in e-commerce. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, and our guest today is Louis Grenier from Hotjar.com. Louis has three jobs. He hosts a digital marketing podcast called Everyone Heats Marketers.com. It's a show for digital marketers sick of shady, manipulative marketing. Like everyone who's listening here, nobody on this show would ever do any of the things that you talk about on that show, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then you put them under pressure and the magic happens. It's not easy to not be sleazy sometimes when you have a boss <laughs> telling you oh, to, to be. I'm going to write that down. It's not easy to not be sleazy. Yeah, that should yeah. be my slogan, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that's what my wife loves that kind of quote. You're also the content strategist at Hotjar, which I want to talk a lot about. And But most importantly, you have it at the third item, but I think that's because it's the most important. You are the fiance to the beautiful Jennifer. And exactly. you're going to get married in two weeks. That's the biggest job, right? Yeah, man. Cool. Well, congrats on that. First of all, why are you why are you talking to me on the show? You should be go wedding planning or whatever people do. Yeah, it's already much, pretty much everything is done. It took us two years to, to organize it. It's not going to be a big one, but we, we took it slow one thing at a time. So it's it's all ready. Nice. Wow. Two years to plan a wedding. That's that's what we should have done. <laughs> awesome. Well, I feel like we... It's hard to follow that one. <laughs> Tell me this, Louis. Why are you at Hotjar? Because I want to make internet a better place. Simple as. And Hotjar is really the best kind of company to join to do that. The tool, uh, the solution we, we are building is, is really a good way for anybody to, to improve internet as a whole because you can make any website much better by listening to people, by understanding how people behave on your website, by understanding what you should improve on and stop guessing, right? So this well, is I why I joined. You're making me feel bad because I thought my company was, you know, the best one at making the internet a better place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so listen, now I actually probably agree that your company is definitely way cooler than ours. You know, we we got hooked on Hotjar back in I think 14 when a client of mine actually heard about your product when it was still in beta. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is great. It's got all these useful things right in one place and they're really easy to use and the onboarding is incredibly fast. And now we haven't even talked about what it is. So tell us in a nutshell what Hotjar does and is. So it's an all-in-one solution to understand how people behave on your website or on your app, what they do, what they don't do, what they like, what they don't like. And using that, you're able then to, to identify what you should improve on and where you can grow. So that's really it in a nutshell. And yes, as you mentioned, Hoja was launched in a, as a beta kind of a strategy. So they, they really got a lot of early adopters uh, like yourself to test the product and improve on. So, you know, the way we use Hoja is the same way that we expect people to use it, which is constantly using it, making sure that we listen to people and, and we get their feedback on board. So, so you're using Hotjar with Hotjar, obviously, right? That sounds yeah, like it. <laughs> pretty meta, right? So that's that's exactly what we do. Nice. So so let's talk about this a little bit more. When we're talking about Hotjar, we're talking about a few different things. The way we've used it is for funnel evaluation. So you tie it in so you can evaluate your funnel. Checkout funnel is usually what we're doing. As well as you can do user recordings, you can do user polls, you can do oh heat maps, obviously. What else can you do? You also have a new feature called incoming feedback, which is a way to understand what people like and don't like about specific elements of your page or the page on its own. So it brings a little bit more emotion to, to your D experience. So it's brand new and we just literally launched it yesterday. Okay. Well, I need to turn this on for a client. We went, we went live with a client site last week 
And we ran all the other stuff in Hotjar, but we should have waited until we got that because this was the main thing we were trying to figure out is what are people reacting negatively to and positively to on, you know, within the experience in general and in specific areas. So I need to turn that on. I'm making a note about that right now. So, but you do content at Hotjar. Tell me more, like what's your vision for how the internet needs to change in healthy ways? Right. So, so my role is really to try to help and inspire as many people as we can using content. So, you know, guide, blog posts, anything, podcasts, uh, anything like this, right? The vision we have is really trying to, as, as I said earlier on, to make internet a better place by really trying to make as many people understand that if you listen to, to people, if you understand how they behave, if you truly, if you truly give a damn about your users, uh, you will have an unfair advantage and you will be able to grow faster than anybody else. You will be able in the long run to have a, a sustainable business. Now talk to me about the fact that the tooling that you provide in Hotjar is a kind of a mixture of qualitative and quantitative. And why have you guys decided to go with the, the exact mix that you've used right now? But it, that's, a, that's a big question, right? Why we've decided this way. Um, uh, initially, it was really about putting trying to get all of those tools together. So all of the non-tools together as an all-in-one solution, right? So heat maps is not new. Uh, polls are not new. Recordings are not new. All of the features we had weren't new on their own, but we put them together in a way that really enabled you to get the full picture, the full funnel, the full journey. Now we are in a phase where we are moving on to just compiling stuff to move on to things that are new, brand new, like true innovation, such as the incoming feedback, which is not something that is being seen anywhere else. We are moving on to that next phase, right? Yeah, you know, it seems like a super big pain when you're trying to, to, to make any kind of substantive change or even just understand what you have on a website because, you know, there's user testing, but that seems to take forever to get good quality feedback. And I just think that it's great that you're, you're making that much simpler and things like that. Now, <laughs> Let's say that somebody wants to be really, really quantitative. You know, maybe they've got Mixpanel or they, they've got Periscope or they've got, you know, Giraffe or some kind of super duper quantitative metrics tool. How, how do these tools play together? How would Hotjar work in tandem with these other tooling? Those tools that you mentioned, I would also include Google Analytics. Those are, those give you the what. So they give you the key pages. Uh, that you should focus on. They give you the number of people going there and leaving. They give you the big picture in terms of, the, yeah, the what, right? And Hoja gives you the why. And uh, so this is how you should connect them together. Hoja is not intended to compete against Google Analytics or Mixpanel. Hoja is really intended to complement them, to give you more context around why certain people are doing certain things. So if, for example, you have an e-commerce shop called, you know, Fab Pillows, because you, you, you sell those pillows that are actually better than anybody else, right? And you have this checkout funnel and you don't understand why you have such a high drop off, maybe like 90% of people landing on checkout end up leaving. Well, you can use Hotjar there to understand why you set up a heat map, understand where they click. You set up a poll asking them why they are leaving or about to leave. You set up recordings to understand how people behave on the page. And after a day or two, if you have enough traffic, you will know the answer. You will know exactly why they're leaving. So, so can you lay this out step by step? Let's say that somebody wants to improve, uh, let's say the checkout. So we've got a checkout. What, what are the steps that you're going to use? And don't just talk about Hotjar. Maybe talk about what the other tooling is that you need to set up to do this properly. So the first thing is whatever tool you're using for analytics, you need to understand how many people are coming to this checkout. And it can be done via Google Analytics uh, fairly simply. So you need to understand 
like what type of product they're adding to their car and the last step of the of the funnel, which is the checkout. So you, you can use any type of free tool to do that. And the main thing here is really understand I think, I think the checkout might be something that we can talk about in the next two minutes, but I think the, the, the best example to give to, to start with as a really an action plan is not, would be maybe at the top of the funnel. So when people land on your website in the first place, because the checkout is kind of the last step. But actually, if you improve, maybe that if you improve the first step of the funnel, you might have a much bigger lift than if you improve the checkout, right? So. If you yeah. figure out that when people land on your homepage or on a specific landing page where you're paying a lot of money for people to land on, if you find out that many, many people drop off, maybe 80%, maybe that's where you need to look at first, right? So you need to look at the amount of people landing on this specific page and then the amount of people leaving, the amount of money you're potentially losing and therefore the opportunity that you have in front of you to improve. So let's say people come from an ad and land on this landing page. The first thing you should do is understand why are those people on this page? So it might seem like they all want to buy your product in your head. That's not necessarily the case. And that's usually not the case, especially if they have never heard of your brand before. So the first thing I would do is trying to understand what are those people looking for? And it might sound a bit stupid if you're just selling pillows, but actually... If I search for pillows or good pillows on Google, it might not mean that I want to buy one. It might just mean that I'm doing research right now. And therefore, if I land on a page kind of forcing me buy something, I'm going to, I'm going to leave because that doesn't give me the answer I'm looking for. Right. So you could set up a poll there on this page straight away after somebody lands on it or after a few seconds asking, what's the purpose of your visit today? Like, mm -hmm. what are you actually trying to achieve? Right. The second question I would ask, which is actually really interesting, especially in e-commerce, because competition is really fierce, is, have you heard of our brand before? And asking this question means that if, let's say, the vast majority of people say no, never, well, it's unlikely that they're actually going to take the decision to buy from you straight away because they don't necessarily trust you right now, right? There actually have been a lot of studies about that. The more people know your brand, the more they are familiar with it, the more likely they are to go through the purchase, to click on an ad and all these kind of things, right? As that's called brand affinity. And this is incredibly important, especially at the top of your funnel. So that's what I would do first. Understand what are people looking for? And then if you find out that people are looking for, like I have a lot of questions and don't necessarily want to buy right now, perhaps you need to switch your ad into something more educational about the guide to find the best pillows and get their email this way, educate those people and then build your brand this way so that they have heard of you and they are much more likely to buy in the future. So that's what I would look at first, you know, the type of people landing on the page and what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. You know what my favorite thing to do with Hotjar is? Is to stick up a poll after checkout and say, what almost caused you to abandon today? Absolutely. And so that's... Yeah. So, sorry to cut you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just I'm passionate about this and I tend to cut people off <laughs> when I'm on it. Um, right. So exactly. Right. So let's say now you've moved into into the middle of the funnel where you're more likely to to drop off for other reasons. This is exactly what you can ask. You can say, you know, what almost prevented you from buying today, as you mentioned in the checkout. But okay, even before so, that. Yeah. But even before that, exactly. You can ask what's preventing you actually from from doing what I want you to do today. So. You can set up something that's a poll that asks this particular question when they are about to leave the page, right? And 
honestly, it's not a whole jar hard, hard sell. You can, there are many tools enabling you to do that, right? So you would just set up an exit intent poll? Yeah. Yeah. So you can set up a poll that's on desktop though, that says when they are about to leave the page, display the poll. Why are you leaving? Yeah. So you need to have a decent amount of visitors in order to get enough answers, but it's a quite powerful one. But let's not forget about one thing though. We are talking about technology here and Hotjar and, and all of the other tools like uh, analytics. Do you know, there is a tool that we all have that we don't use that much. Do you know, do you know what that is? It's not my screwdriver. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's our mouth, our ears, and basically our senses, right? So let's not forget that we are human beings and talking to other human beings is, is still the most valuable thing ever, which means that instead of investing a lot of money in ads and in user testing, what you can do is just bringing a few friends in the same room than you, showing them your website, letting them use it and just see what they do, how they react to it, what they say, the question they ask. And that's going to be probably the most effective thing you can do if you have a low budget and don't have a lot of visitors right now. I'm going to push back just a tiny bit on that and say that that works really well if those people are somewhat close to your target market or at least can... Of course. You and I probably aren't that similar to the people that use our tools in a sense because, you know... I mean, it's a good idea. I'm not saying not to do it. I'm just saying that's one thing we have to watch out for is making sure that whoever's get, you know giving input is you know a member of the audience that we're trying to hit. So good input there. Okay, so we hit top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, conclusion of the funnel. We hit asking basic questions. Can you back up a little bit and do some some kind of more high level discussion around one really important metric, click through rate? Mm-hmm. What what are some really good tactics that you've seen people using Hotjar for? to make a big dent in things like click-through. So do you mean click-through rate from an ad to a landing page? More like once you once you hit the landing page and then you're going to go beyond there, you know, and actually click all the way through the site. You could also use the term abandonment. So what are some really great ways that people have been using your tools to identify problems with their abandonment and how they've been solving those problems? The thing, first of all, in Hotjar, we're not a big fan of best practices, right? So it's very difficult to tell you this is the thing you should try today that will definitely work. So that's a world of caution. Every business is different and and therefore everything you can do, your customers are different. So you should be careful of so-called best practices, generally speaking. However, what we like to talk about more is kind of what we call, you know, first principles. So what are the things that will never change about people? And let's focus on mm-hmm. that. So there's one good thing that we mentioned in the, in outline in, to prepare for this show is the, the choice overload, right? So data, like behavioral scientists have proven many times over that the more choice you're giving somebody in front of them, the less likely they are to take a decision and the more likely they are to be frustrated about it. So think about it in terms of you're going to the restaurant and you have this menu with literally 50 items for starter, 50 items for mains, 50 items for desserts. Then you have the daily special, you have the meal of the day, you have like so many options. You feel overwhelmed, you don't know what to choose, you get frustrated. Now, I show you just the early bird menu with two items for each. All of a sudden, you're just much more relaxed and you're able to take a decision. So it's actually extremely important. So that's one of the first principles you can use. Try to simplify your the experience you're offering users. Try to remove things that are not being clicked on. Try to remove things that people don't look at because chances are it might overwhelm them to take a decision. So that will definitely be one of the first principles you should be looking at. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a super important thing to me. It's like people feel nervous when they're removing things, when in reality, it's like you're 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 reducing friction. You're making it easier for people to make decisions. So if you know anything about your product at all, prioritize the content that you want people to, to take action on, and they will. You'll find that they will be inclined to actually do that. Absolutely. Another thing I can say is, so we love to talk to our own users and customers in Hotjar. So we like to spend time interviewing them, understanding how they talk and how they describe Hotjar um, and, and how they describe the features we have. So another thing that works really well, because once again, it's based on first principles, it's based on the fact that you are using your customer for your marketing, is that you should use the language they use. And that sounds cliche or that sounds simplistic, but it's not. So there's something happening in the marketing world or even in the e-commerce world is that when we write copy or when we try to explain something to customers on a page, we tend to put this hat, which is the hardcore salesman person trying to sell you something. And we use words we will never use face-to-face with anybody, right? So we we tra- tend to over-promise, under-deliver. We tend to use words that don't make any sense, that are like overly generalizing, and we are not specific enough. So a good thing to do is to literally use exactly the language your customer are using to describe your product. And this will have a dramatic effect. It's likely to have a dramatic effect on your commercial, on, on the experience, because that's how people talk, right? Do you have a good way of figuring out how... I mean, that's one thing if you're just talking to someone in person. How would you do that? Maybe maybe there's a way to, to use Hotjar to determine how customers are talking about your product? Yeah, so, you know, if you send surveys and ask them the question, how would you describe your product to a friend and asking them to be as detailed as possible, you will collect a lot of data around how people actually you know, describe that to a friend, right? So surveys is a good way if uh, if you don't have a lot of time to spend talking to people. But I would say the number one thing, even if you can't meet people face-to-face, is to have 15-minute conversation with them and just make them talk. So you're not a salesman in those conversations. You are a journalist. Your aim is to understand them better. So you must make them talk. And once again, the question could be as simple as, let's say you're describing what we do to a friend. What would you say exactly? And let them talk. And if you record the conversation, you can use the transcript as a way to to really improve your marketing to something that really talks to people much better. That's great. And I think that would apply to product descriptions, that would apply to landing pages, that would apply even to your your, your you know, your your motifs and your logos and your it's a very useful thing to do. How have you guys used that approach with Hotjar to change your messaging? So we are doing it right now. It's a you know, we don't see that as a one-off project. Obviously, it's a continuous project. So at the minute in the content team, we are talking to at least one customer a week. We do that over 30 minutes and we have a customer development process. So if you don't know about customer development, it's it has been kind of developed by the, in the startup world. It's a way to understand what people value about your tool uh, or your product or your service, what they don't value, how to describe it to their friend, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So we have a few questions like this that we go through and we let people talk and we compile them every month and we try to, to improve things one thing at a time, one page at a time, one piece of copy at a time. At the minute, we are actually undergoing a big project around the jobs to be done methodology, which is a very powerful concept. It sounds also really simple when you explain it, but it's, it's actually very powerful. So instead of trying to sell features or even benefits, what you're trying to do is consider your solution as the way somebody uses to perform a job, such as mm. 
you know, you don't buy a pillow just to be comfortable. You buy a pillow to sleep better. But even beyond that, maybe you buy a better pillow in order to get on better with your wife because you've been snoring for the last six months. And, <laughs> you know, you keep going back to pillows, man. You must have been shopping for pillows recently. Yeah. I'm trying to stick to one example or else it, it gets tricky, doesn't it? So, you know, this is kind of the job to be done of the pillow. If you understand exactly why those customers hiring this pillow for or your product for, you will then understand that you can dis- explain what you do and what you sell much better because it's never about the pillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting with the jobs to be done. The thing I find funny, and I'm not saying not to use it, I'm really, really big endorser of this, but it's funny how it sounds when you write out, you know, the job for this website to be done is blank, as though it's a person, but that's the whole point, right? We're trying to take these things that we're creating and have them do things that, that cater to the needs of real people rather than just roughly approximating. So how, for example, with Hotjar, how would you describe the job to be done of one of the components of Hotjar as you, as you understand it now? So you see, it's not about the component anymore. So that's what we've discovered. It's, it's, it's never about the component. It's more about the job. So for marketers in particular, let's take an example of them because we are interviewing many marketers at the minute. It seems like the best, the, the biggest job that they have is to understand people, understand how people behave on their website, right? That's the job. So they want to understand that. It means that they don't really care whether they have to use a poll, a heat map, a recording, or all of the above. They want the job to be performed. So what they want to know is how to use those features together and in which order, in order for, to perform the job, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But the other thing, the other thing we discovered is they are adjacent jobs that they want to be done at the same time. And the first one is they want to get stuff done. So they don't want to lose time doing it. They don't want to spend six hours a day performing this job. They want to do it as fast as possible because they are so busy. They have so many things in their head. So therefore, not only do they want to understand how people behave on their website, but they want to do it in less than 50 minutes a day. And mm. that really gives us a huge insight into we need to get better at under- giving them what they need faster in a, f- in a better fashion, in a better design way, so that they get the value straight away and they can move on to the rest of their day. Interesting. So that, that almost sounds like a parameter in, as part of the job. You know, you, they, your audience wants to understand user behavior. They also want to do that quickly within under 15 minutes a day. Exactly, right? And the second adjacent job we discovered is also not only do they want to do it fast, but they also want to be able to convince their decision makers, their managers, the C-suite mm-hmm. to change the experience based on that. So they want the tool to be able to convince them right? Because they are convinced, but it's not the case of everybody in the team. So talk, I, I want to riff off of that for just a moment. That was a really great example of using the jobs to be done framework. What do you see Hotjar going towards in the future? If you can share anything about that. Uh, right now I see the tool, the tool is um, providing a lot of ways to understand your audience quickly. Any, a- anything that you can share about the future of the company? Sure. So the first thing to say is that we are very transparent and you can access the Hotjar roadmap right now. Uh, if you go to, let me check again the address. If you just Google Hotjar roadmap, you, you'll find it straight away. So we actually publicly share what we are working on in the future. So there are a few things that we're working on that are more like fixes rather than brand new features. So there's a few things that we need to fix, especially regarding recordings uh, that we are improving. 
but we are very excited about a few things coming next. So the first thing, as I said, is the incoming feedback feature, which is coming out of beta, which is a very good way to evaluate emotions rather than just things. We are also working on integrating Google Analytics with Hotjar, which is something that people have been asking for quite a lot. Also integrating it with Zapier. We are working on always-on recordings. So at the minute... Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, right. A lot of people, a lot of customers have been requesting that for ages. So the ability to record visitors on an ongoing basis without to, to set up new recordings all the time, that's definitely something that I've been asked a lot. And more in the future, we are going to move to what we call a, an event-based architecture. So instead of just recording page views, we will move on to give you the ability to, to select the event you want to record. It could be anything, right? So similar than, than Mixpanel, similar than Intercom, you can record specific triggers that are unique to you and really use Hotjar to, to monitor them. So it's really a move from basic functionalities around page views and site visits to really integrating with your marketing stack and understanding how people truly behave on your website. That's absolutely fabulous. You know, what we're doing with the client right now is we're setting up Mixpanel for all of the qualitative, the what, you know, quantitative, I always get those two mixed up. And what I want to do is we already have Hotjar installed, but I want to, I want to get it like fully aligned with the Mixpanel data so that we'll be able to, to see the what and see the why and just dig deep into that. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. So Louis, tell me this, any final thoughts as we kind of start to wind down here? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a wide question. I would say to summarize really is it, it's all about empathy. You know, we see how jazz almost a empathy as a service kind of product. It's really about understanding people. So it's, it can be difficult sometimes for you to, to, to see the forest from the tree when you are like in front of your computer all day and have to manage this e-commerce store and looking at those Google analytics numbers and those spreadsheets and all. But, Trust me, if you do try to speak more to your customers and understand who they are and what they are trying to achieve in their life, you will get better at what you do. You will, you will increase your sales in the long run because you will have more empathy for them. So I would say that's probably the most single, you know, the single biggest improvement anybody can take in their business, can make in their business. That's great. Empathy. Yeah. So cool. How can people get in touch with you if they've got questions about how to, you know, maybe set up a really effective hot jar, you know, testing and, and, and recordings and all that, or maybe they've got some questions about how can we collect user data better in general, or some of the methodological or framework stuff that you shared. Right. So there are two things you can look at. You can Google Hotjar Big Picture, which is a, a big picture worksheet that allows you to to basically do what I explained in this episode, which is understanding why people are doing certain things. It's a one pager that really enables you to get the big picture of what's going on on your website. Um, oh, I love this. I'm looking at it right now. This is fantastic. The, the second thing is the Hotjar action plan, which is a little bit more actionable items that tells you what you need to do. So as I mentioned, you know, you select your key pages, you set up heat maps, you set up polls, all this kind of stuff. So it's really a solution based action plan. It's not about using X feature or X feature. It's about using them in coordination in order for you to perform the job you have to do. Right. So those are the two stuff I think you can do next. And if you have any questions, you can email me at Louis at hodjar.com. So it's L-O-U-I-S at hodjar.com. Any question, really, you can email me and then I'll, I'll, I'll forward to the right person if I can't answer them directly. We have an excellent support team as well who are more than happy to help you if you need any help. So they are also on the ball if you need them. Let's make sure to mention your podcast. That's everyonehatesmarketers.com. 
because everyone does hate marketers. Do you, do you think people hate salespeople or marketers more? They hate them both. How about lawyers? There's actually, there's actually a study about it. You know what? I saw it. I think it was on HubSpot. Marketers and salesmen are only 2% of people who trust us. Even lawyers are above us around 4 or 5%, if I remember well. <laughs> so I'm going to have to tell my brother that attorney and I'm always telling him lawyer jokes. I'm going to have to switch to marketer jokes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's change the industry. Let's, let's start using real data to solve real people's needs and then they'll be happy and like us instead of hating us. Right? Exactly. <laughs> cool. Louis, thanks so much for joining the show and uh, congrats on your upcoming marriage. Yeah, this has been fantastic. As you know, everyone, you can find the show notes at ecommerceqa.com. If you have any questions regarding the show or suggestions for a future topic, podcast at celery.com, S-E-L-L-R-Y.com. And that's it for today. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Louie. Thank you.